In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. Well, the weather outside tonight is much better than it was yeah. on uh, not Saturday as morning. As it was. Beautiful right. porch weather tonight. Yeah. Got the, the moon hanging above the pump. They moved karaoke back over to the north side. And they moved the moon mm. further it's crazy north. how that happens. It moves yeah. like every day. It's never <laughs> in the same place. And it's always the same side of the moon, too. You ever notice that? It's weird. It's supposed <laughs> to be a conspiracy theory. It is sort of like the, how there wasn't a tornado on early Saturday morning, even though there was a clear path of destruction. It was only straight line winds. It makes sense, though. I mean, when you look at everything that was damaged, it is all kind of blown one direction and there's no like twisting or anything. It's all the trees are blown from west to east, which is how our storms move. Yep. Um, that's the typical path of our jet stream. And it only affected areas between 13th and 36th Street. It's almost like the straight line winds got on some kind of a express train and just hauled ass down 23rd. Yeah. And just made this swath of destruction. Yeah, it's really crazy because even parts of 23rd that like you wouldn't know it. Know it. Like I expected mm-hmm. seeing and hearing some of the damage. I fully expected to come here and have like the marquee just be thrashed. Right. The tower or the bunker sign. We're like... No, it's like untouched. Like, but the McDonald's side. Literally across the street, the whole fence line is ripped down yeah. and like a tree is knocked yeah. But over here, I don't know if it's because it was on the south side of the building maybe that the wind was kind of pushing against it as opposed to. Right. But then again, you go down the street and like the Che sign is ripped off and like the McDonald's right down here in 23rd, that sign is just. Yeah, and there's chunks around. of the McDonald's sign all around that, that intersection there. Well, and then like some bleachers from OCU, yes. like blue. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like the most tornado you can get without being a tornado. Yeah. But they say that the, that sounds like some kind of, kind of like twister value. The most tornado that you can get without getting a tornado. <laughs> That's so when twister came out, there was this movie that sci-fi put out at the time called. Yeah. Something they did. Lame ass. <laughs> was it, it was a night of the twisters. That's a different movie. It was no, but they did make that into a movie. Uh, so the coolest thing that happened during. Um, well, there are a couple of cool things that happened after the storm. Let's just call it Stormageddon 2017. Stormageddon 2017. I'll take that. First of all, I cannot believe how the, how the weather affected us right around the memorial. I mean, had this affected it, the, had this been the night before the memorial, I mean, that would have impacted the memorial unbelievably. It's the only yeah. way probably the memorial could have been because canceled. Because all day Saturday, been, yeah, everybody night. was in like intense recovery mode. Get right. the marathon route cleared. Get electricity back up in all those areas. And that was the main focus. Um, but uh, that morning we got up and there was this, I'm, I'm, my guess is it was about a hundred year old it elm was, tree. It was about a hundred years old. I mean, it would, two people would have to get around it. And this wasn't one of those trees that w- that fell over because its whole root system came up. This thing snapped at the base. Mm-hmm. And you still go look at it right now. A tree that size snapped at the base, fell straight across Dewey. At west 25th to east, and Dewey. With the largest portion of it like pointing right at my house. 
And I got out there with my little 16-inch chainsaw, and one neighbor saw me and came out and started helping, used my chainsaw until it died, or part of it broke. And another neighbor showed up with another chainsaw, four more people came out, and we spent about an hour just getting that thing out of the road, um, completely moved away from you know, both lanes of Dewey. So yeah, we effectively reopened Dewey. You're welcome, Oklahoma yeah. City. <laughs> well, it's funny because I was running around with Chad Whitehead today and we were talking about how Walker had like four trees down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could just walk, Walker. It was, and I had this thought to myself, I was like, you know, it's kind of good that we have become so accustomed to things like open streets and yeah. all these other, like the marathons where we're shutting down all these roads for various reasons and forcing ourselves to like walk and enjoy the city. It's like, Oh no, a disaster like this strikes. Oh, Hey, walkers just shut down again. Great. I'll just, I'll just hoof it up. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot more disaster type stuff, you know, like the JRB gallery. Type oh, that was awesome. Oh yeah. They took a pretty big we drove by there today though. They've already got those yeah. pillars back up. Well, I like, did, um, I ran. In, I was walking the dogs and ran into Trina um, that afternoon, and she said it was amazing how fast that those guys got out there and started cleaning it up and doing their own disaster recovery. Did you see the apartment building right to the west behind the apartment building where the tenants park? They've got a rope. They had it roped off with some yellow tape. Uh-uh. Um, it's like a lot where maybe six cars can park for those apartment buildings. And it was this massive jumble of trees and power lines, like all oh, twisted dude. in together and then lying on top of the cars. And you could tell there was a lot of damage to those cars underneath it. Well, did you see the one car where the main, the biggest chunk of tree was laying on it and it still had its um, new car license plate on the back yeah, of it? Did it really? I had that fear, too. I bought a car yeah, there last you go. week. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's sitting in my driveway and I hear the storm come in. I'm like, no, well, shit. shit. Like... That sucks. Like, good thing I had to have full coverage. But uh, honestly, like, there was no no damage. There was no scrap. I mean, there's some limbs blowing around. But our house is, the driveway is very narrow. And it's, like, in between, like, driveway is, like, in between the two main walls of each house on either side. So it's almost protected. Uh-huh. I actually thought about this after the fact. I was like, man, you know, with just, like, some real basic infrastructure here, I could just cover the whole driveway. Because it literally is just house to house. Like, I could just go to my neighbor and be like, hey, can I just mount some yeah. crap to your wall and just put a cover over the whole driveway and have the whole thing covered. So it was fairly protected, but <clears throat> what kind of car did you buy? A Toyota RAV4. It's pretty. It's a nice car. It's a nice car. You needed a car that size. Now. Oh, man. now you now really need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, my previous vehicle I had, had for 12 years. I bought it new when I had it for 12. It would have actually, I take it back. It would have been 12 years in October. What was that? A Kia Spectre? That thing was Kia fucking tiny. Kia Spectre 5. Tiny little, little, little tiny hatchback. It's kind of like my, like my Matrix. You could lay it down there. We could put all the oh, camera yeah. equipment I mean, and stuff and we did 48 hours. PA, like full PA systems have come out of that car and people were like looking at it like a clown car kind of situation. <laughs> then I would get out of it and then there's a whole PA in there and people are like, what the hell is going on with this car? Well, and it's been immortalized now and uh, since we released our movie. Yeah, actually I watched it <laughs> and I saw it. I was like, oh, there's my car. But yeah, I guess. So it's funny, um, you know, we have a certain member, and I've learned that there's not a, con- we need to avoid these connections between certain things, but we know somebody who's very into the car community where I purchased this, and she was relaying, where I purchased my last car. She was relaying to me that, that my car has become kind of a joke at the dealership, like, because I traded it in, because they asked me, they're like, what are you going to do with your car? I was like, I don't know, I was going to just like dump it on the side of the road or <laughs> It was not worth anything. But Drive it into a tornado with a bunch of little weather measurement yeah, balls. It would have been <laughs> awesome. But so they offered some ridiculously low number, but it was just like, oh, I can just leave it with you and drive away in this right. new car. So sure, whatever. 
But apparently they're like, yeah, we don't really know what we can do with this car. Like, so their last idea apparently is that they might turn it into one of those, like, come pay a right. dollar and just bash the crap out yes, of this car kind absolutely. of a thing. I was like, well, shoot, if I'd known you were going to do that, I would have just done it. Well, I would have just done it myself. Like, <laughs> I'd, beat, I'd beat the crap out of that car, especially in the last few months. Oh, we could have done, you could have used it for a fundraiser <laughs> right in the parking lot across from Tower. Totally. And, but I will give, I got to give a shout out to Fowler VW. Um, I bought a Toyota, but I bought it at Fowler, Fowler VW because it was used. Right. And they just happened, just happened to be there. Um, the Fowler Toyota is great too. Yeah. I mean, they, it was awesome. I mean, everybody was super nice. The salesperson was Kwame. He was freaking awesome. Like, I just kind of want to hang out with that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like that's the whole, I didn't go down there expecting to buy a car. And is I he coming over tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I should have got his email address. I can email him. <laughs> But that was awesome. Not to mention the place is like really nice car dealership, like big pieces of art in there. Um, like Matt Goad has a big wall in there that he's mm-hmm. painted. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw one of uh, Amanda Weathers pieces. Mm-hmm. She has a big piece in there. That was really awesome. So, I mean, that was cool, too, to like sit around and be waiting on, you know, all the paperwork. I mean, geez, you have to sign so many freaking pieces of paper. Um, but just to be able to like see that environment and. Where it's is Feller nice. VW? Mile of cars in Norman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Norman, that was one of the weird weekend yeah. disasters. Othello's burned down? That was messed up. Yeah, Othello's burned down. And Norman Music Fest had to deal with this weather. Yeah. yeah. So it was just kind of a, it was a crazy weekend. You know, that was one of the things I didn't realize about Othello, seeing some of our local comedians post, is that's where a lot of our local comedians kind of would go and get their start. Because yeah. Othello's would do that open mic comedy night. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, well, you know, their food wasn't ever that great. I was like, but that wasn't ever the thing about Othello's though. Othello's was like kind of the community gathering place. Like I, I never spent much time in Norman, but anytime yeah. that I was down there, I often went to Othello's. Yeah. For a long time you hear about things going on in Norman. It was like Othello or it was Othello's or like the deli mm-hmm. or, and later years, the Opolis has really come yeah. up and become a hotspot. But yeah, it was always Othello's, the deli. But that really is it's a tragic loss for, for Norman. It's yeah. an icon. It's an iconic place. Yeah. And then another thing that got knocked down was the arch at the state fairgrounds. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, the arch is gone. And so while we were cutting up that tree on Dewey, the guy that owns the house next to mine that's being flipped, his name's Afton Gilly. He lives over here by this homeland. And he stopped by to take a picture of the tree as we were cutting it up. And he mentioned that arch and just kind of in passing, he was like, hey, you know, my dad designed that thing. And didn't really, what? yeah, I, I didn't really engage him in conversation though. Cause huh. I mean, it was, it was raining. It was windy. We were cut up a tree and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then later that night after the power came back on, I was watching channel nine and they had Afton's sister out there by the arch and they did this whole story on it. And sure enough, they're like, here's Afton something, something Gilly. Like there was a picture of his dad and talking about the arch and he designed like a couple of other buildings. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's <laughs> crazy. That is kind of cool. It's some neat local history, but it's sad that that's gone too. Also, I think some little building in downtown fell over, but it was. Oh, like did it a, really? It was like a little strip building that had been abandoned, and I saw Lackmire posting about it. And I guess even the Google satellite image had shown there's a hole in the roof. So the theory is that the building is just never fixed. And uh, so if you have a giant hole in your roof and winds like we do, like it was basically just a brick box that just sort of fell just over. Tipped it over. But it was on like the far end of a parking lot and it was a abandoned building. So I don't, I don't think any 
anything happened really except the building just collapsed. But there's that uh, gas station on it's like Western and and Thirty Second. I'm kind of by that church. What is that church there? John Bishop or mm. sells Christmas trees there on Western and like Thirty First. Bishop Carroll? Bishop Carroll. Their their gas remember. pumps were completely blown over. Crazy. I guess they have shut off valves or something. On so those. I thought the, one of the most interesting disaster recovery operations uh, was Byron's <laughs> oh, yeah. on oh, Saturday. Because really? <laughs> a lot of us over here were without power. Some people's power just came back on today. Um, but Byron's had no power at all on Saturday. And... With the, some of the neighbors that helped us clear up that tree, I broke one of their bottles of wine that they had brought over. Oh, yeah, because we met some new neighbors, and they all came and parted on my porch when we were done cutting up the tree. Like, I was like, I heard Byron's is still open. I'll run over there. I'll, I'll get another bottle of wine. It's like, I think we need a bottle of Jameson at this point, too. <laughs> so I run over to Byron's, and there's no power. But about every other register is open, and then they have people lined up to take you personally into the store. So a security guard was standing at the entrance and would not let you in until a personal shopper came up to assist you. And then you walked around with your personal shopper in the darkness in Byron's, and they wrote down everything that you picked up and how much it cost. And then they escorted you either to a bank of cashiers who were cash only or a bank of cashiers who were taking cards. And those ladies and gentlemen had to write everything down with, uh, with a pin. They didn't really have any of those old school... Card sliders, imprint, imprint sliders. So they wrote everything down by hand. Your the serial number of whatever it was, or the UPC or whatever it was that you were buying, the price, the tax, your credit card information, and people were still piling in there, patiently waiting in line for their alcohol. Maybe this is a better way for Byron's to operate, minus the hand card thing, but like. Idea of having a personal shopper. That's what I said. So I was like, so now I loved having the personal shopper because the bottle of wine I had broken, I'd never heard of before. It was called like, it was Red Creek or Redwood Creek. I couldn't remember the name of it. And I told the guy and he goes, oh, it's right here. And we walked right to it. And he goes, this is what you wanted? I said, that's exactly it. Um, I said, and then I want Jameson. He goes, that's great. It's on sale. <laughs> Picks it up. <laughs> Karen is like, um, well, if I'm going to get the Jameson, well, I'm going to need a 12 pack of PBR. And then he picked it up and carried it all to the register for me. And then he wrote it down and said, give this to your cashier. I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, these these neighbors that we met, um, two different ones, haven't even lived here um, for quite a year yet. And one of them is originally from like L.A. and one's originally from New York. So this was kind of their introduction oh, to Oklahoma, Oklahoma spring weather. Yeah, the, the lady from L.A. said it's because it was weird at first. She said, are all the neighbors out talking to each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then not only that, I, once we were all done and we were sitting on the porch, there's um, that apartment building on Dewey in between 24th and 25th that people just started moving into. And I guess some branches had blown into the power lines next to it, as well as the power line pole had broken a little bit. So we're sitting on my porch and we can see flames starting to come from these power lines. And we were over there and sure enough, uh, the branches cut in these power lines all started catching on fire. Cause as soon were, as the power came back yeah, on. It was, yeah, it was right after the power came back on. And so there was one car parked there. Aaron ran over there and banged on the guy's door because he was parked right underneath, right underneath it. the power lines that were on fire. And he comes out and goes, oh, shit, <laughs> runs inside, moves his car. Fire depart- Aaron called the fire department, and then they came out, and uh, as they were looking at it, I guess one of the power lines dropped and then exploded. 
So there's this massive explosion underneath those power lines. So it was it was another <laughs> exciting was, yeah, event. Those firefighters the were just completely calm, <laughs> just yeah. standing there looking at it. Got their ladder out. I think they totally anticipated the explosion. Um, looked around, made sure everybody was safe. Pulled out their water hose, hosed it down, and then uh, I think late last night uh, they sent the Aspen Tree Removal Service to come get the rest of those branches. How did they get them? Okay. Off of that and took care of it. And that's all clean and clear over there. Then later on, walk around, Ian was out there by the pump house cutting up branches. <laughs> it's like that was, a, it was quite the community event. Yeah, I stayed inside my house all day Saturday. Did Lucky. you really? I had power. <laughs> you had power? You didn't have, any, I, I you didn't watched, have to do any debris cleaning? I watched four consecutive movies. That's how I wanted to spend Saturday. I haven't had a Saturday like that, and you, I don't even know how You long. deserved one, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you needed one. So that was nice. And I did a lot of laundry on Sunday. More laundry than I could. Can you come over to my house? No. <laughs> well, so Sunday saw the 17th Memorial Marathon. Yeah. And... I think the attendance was but a little bit down by the weather. It was 25,000, even though the marathon had sold out. So that means about 20,000 people didn't show didn't up. Show up. That means 20,000 people trained and quit. Because, <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. I feel like this is a little contrary to the whole nature Isn't it? thing. Like, well, so to give you an idea. But, you know, here's the other thing, too. Is there those 20,000 people... Uh, they all could have been, I mean, a dealing lot of them with, could have been dealing with the aftermath yeah. mm-hmm. of the storm yeah, or, or didn't have out. any power or, but I mean, the cold, it was freezing cold. It was like yeah. 45 degrees, maybe 40 degrees at it start time like, at six. Like you'd think that something like this would impact like 20% of the attendance, but you're talking about almost 50%. It was almost 50%. And the wind. Can you imagine those people running the full ran around Lake Hefner in mm-hmm. 45 degrees at the windiest point in Oklahoma City. Crazy. And literally about every half hour, it would just start pouring down ice-cold pellets <laughs> of rain. Yeah. And so whoever whoever finished the, the full marathon this year, I think, deserve a little bit of extra credit and extra kudos. Well, so I, I set up with Farmers Insurance every year in front of Subway and, and DJ Music there. So I, I watched the entire marathon, at least five hours of it from seven to noon. And they have the, the, the course basically split up. Like on the left side is where most of the half or it's where all the half marathoners and the relay marathoners run. And on the right side is where all the full marathoners run. And generally that half marathon side is just full of people from beginning to end. And on Sunday, probably about like 1030, there was nobody on the half marathon side. Like everybody that was left were the full marathoners. So these were the people that were definitely the the dedicated souls that were going to run this marathon, regardless of what the weather was doing. Well, then a big shout out to anybody who ran yeah. anything yeah, that I day. Sure as heck didn't run. I mean, we still had... We still had a couple of thousand kids do the the kids' fun run, the one-mile run. I did that, I do that with my daughter every year. And we still had a big enough turnout that, you know, they everybody runs in these waves so they can limit the amount of people on the course at the time. And but we still had to wait in line an hour before we actually started running after start time. Wow. So we still had a really good turnout for that portion of it. And I still got to see people that we know coming through. So like Stinchcomb and Kayla and JB and Andy and all them coming through. Um, so there were still some familiar faces in the crowd. But 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a little sparse. Just an overall intense weekend. The oh yeah, that, was. he went and bought some dry ice. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. <laughs> to go throw in the refrigerator and freezer. Well, I had a. It's like either we could come to a point where we got to throw everything out, or I could just put some dry ice in the freezer right. if we're going to have some kind of extended power outage. Um, so I go buy the dry ice. And I go put it in the freezer, and then Stephanie mm-hmm. was sitting on the front porch with us having a drink. Um, and we were talking about the marathon. And she goes, well, that sucks that, uh, you know, it's going to get so cold tonight, and you guys don't have power. And right when Stephanie said the word power, the power all the power came back, came back on. on. <laughs> like, right on cue. Literally on cue. <laughs> and then I go, I just bought all that dry ice. So the first, so I go dry ice bomb, right inside, grab my my two liter bottle. (laughs) And I was like, it's time for some science kids and put about a quarter, filled up that two uh, liter bottle and about a quarter of the way with water. And then we smashed up that dry ice in Aaron's driveway and shoved it as much as we could, put the lid on it and threw it out in Aaron's front yard. Man, talk about making an explosion. That sounds like a cannon going off. It's very satisfying. I could have done that all day, but that would have brought a lot of unwanted <laughs> yeah. attention eventually. Yeah. So instead, I filled up the bathtub and the and the bathroom sink and let Maddie put dry ice and all that and took a picture of her standing there like she was doing some kind of movie magic. <laughs> dry ice is expensive, but it's fun as hell. Yeah. Where Just, do you even buy dry ice? Um, go into that homeland um, off of 17th and then go into the back. Mm. Go into <laughs> and the there's back. a... There's a um, one container of it back there. You open it up. It looks like you're opening up the door of the DeLorean. <laughs> all, all the fog out. billows out. <laughs> what is it, hot? No, it's, it's cold. cold. <laughs> I guess there was a DeLorean. Yeah. It, uh, rewind? A rewind. Yeah, rewind. Yeah, they had their official grand opening, didn't they? Man. Didn't, was was that this weekend? Yeah, I think that was... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it was their grand opening. You know, the, the Bitcoin Super Bitcoin just passed. Oh, I, I mean, it. we had. What? Oh, you just reminded me. Yeah, Super Bitcoin just passed. But I just had I had a little sneak freak experience. Oh, of, tell us about that. Of Urban. Oh, you bastard! Oh, it was just a random occurrence. Well, they, they, they always, well, they were offering. I mean, they were offering, they were offering a giveaway. I mean, yeah. Daniel, there was a picture of Daniel on some social media holding and bags of them up. Yeah, and if you don't know the backstory of what i've had to deal with to get urban open i anybody deserved to be in that restaurant right. at the time they cut a hole through this building um right yeah. through my office for about two months so we could still sabotage their entire system we could we all it take is one chainsaw right through that <laughs> wall and it's a good thing my chainsaw's broken yeah <laughs> but no um so there's a little sneak peek friends and family preview of urban and Oh, so God, they delicious. look so good. The fries were legit. So what about their <gasps> fries? What's going on with that? Fresh cut, soaked 24 hours. No. Double fried. They're, what? <laughs> they're bad. Special ass. seasoning of any kind? Or they, or is, no. That's just good enough. No, it, just, it was just boom, a little salt. Perfect. Wait, that's some of the best drunk food you could have. Yeah. yeah. You got to go down there two o'clock in the morning and get yourself some awesome fresh cut fries, what? a milkshake. I think. Oh my god, I can't believe oh. they're gonna have milkshakes. They're what? They don't have the machine there yet, or they weren't doing it then. And then buns, like they've got. Buns. They just did the pork buns that night. But Those are really, good. what else do you need? Really, you don't need anything. Like when that place opens, I think that's just what I'm gonna eat like but four days a week. A pork bun, fries, and a shake. Yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna get fat. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm on my way. And I've uh, actually had, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I had the opportunity to meet um, Eric, who I believe is the owner of Scotty's Deli. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what it is. He, he's the one running around making everything happen, so I'm assuming he's the owner. But he toured me through there and gave me kind of his vision where everything's going and kind of reinforced mm-hmm. what I've been hearing, that everything's going to be made in-house, from scratch. He's smoking his own meats, trying to bake their own bread, do all sorts of stuff. The only thing that he's like, we're not going to do is like salami or something because it takes like years or something yeah. to age and all that stuff. Probably. But like corned beef. Yeah, corned yeah. beef. I can't wait to have they're going to do like ready to make or like ready to go meals mm-hmm. prep. So it's just going to be awesome. It's going to be good stuff. <laughs> I went over to um, Basil. I hadn't. I realized, basil? I realized I had not been in there since it opened. Wow. And uh, it was really good. You know, I still, good the, stuff. I still haven't eaten at the Drake. I haven't either. I'm not eaten at the Drake. I've I'm only, not a seafood person, so that's really not a oh, That's true. You're not. So actually, yeah, I have heard, though, that they have some really great non-sea food items. You know, they did a menu change recently. Yeah. Just to, just to serve smaller portions because everything was kind of served family style. I've only had oysters there. Just went I've heard there. the lobster roll's good. I like going into the into Basil though because they had a sign explaining why they're closed on Sundays, and then it said we apologize for the inconvenience. <laughs> I meant to take a picture yeah, of that. I noticed them before. Yeah. I, so we were, we were texting about up. we were texting about coming oh, over yeah. here tonight to do this episode. Um, and what was it you saw? Uh, Facebook notification. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was explaining this. The bubble was in here earlier, and I was explaining it to them. And they were mystified by it. And then Amy was like, oh, my gosh, you stumbled across, like, the most amazing marketing tool yeah. ever. <laughs> it's happened before. It has, it's well, happened several times and before. And I thought about it. And what's happened is we, we have to have become somewhat like an algorithm change or something. We've permeated Facebook enough that whenever somebody starts to type, we apologize for the inconvenience. <laughs> it tags us. So we got I'm trying to find it here. It was, it was a pizzeria Sand in New York Springs, City. Georgia. Vinny's New York Pizza. Yeah, Vinny's New York Pizza. In in Sand Springs, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, mm-hmm. Georgia. I thought it was in New York City. Um, but I went back and I was explaining it to the girls of like, yeah, we've been getting tagged in all these things. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, like Vinny's New York Pizza in New York and and then celebrating smiles from Elgin, Illinois, and Fazbike 360 from Singapore, <laughs> and then the local press sandwich bar, which is in Wickenburg, Arizona. <laughs> so we're getting tagged <laughs> by all these random businesses. So what did it? Vinny's was. Oh, we apologize for the inconvenience, but our phones are out. Please use our app to place order. <laughs> and, and of course, the highlights we apologize for the inconvenience. Yeah. So if anybody clicks on that, it yeah. takes them to a podcast in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So if you if you're coming here because of Vinny's New York Pizza, send us a message on Facebook. Let us know that we've reached you. Bring this some might explain why we have like listeners in Italy. <laughs> sometimes because like either an Oki was traveling to Italy and happened to mm-hmm. listen to the show while they were there, or or somebody tagged us and then just happened to yeah. let's. We got curious and decided to take a listen. You just say we're worldwide. I say, you know, we're a local podcast, but we've gone international. The world yeah. famous. The world famous. <laughs> just like podcast. just like that little burger restaurant in, in small town USA. Somebody from Italy comes in and eats one of their burgers and they immediately change their name to world famous. <laughs> that always makes me think How of these barbecue famous? these barbecue places that you see pop up from time to time. They're brand new. Like they opened their first day, but the name of the barbecue place is like Bubba's world famous barbecue. 
Like what? Yeah. How, what you world just are you living in? Like how are you yeah. world famous? Their own. <laughs> the answer is their own world. But that reminds me of uh, another incident of using online services without really checking what was happening um, to um, interact with a business. I was driving from Oklahoma City to Tecumseh and wanted to order Chinese food at the Chinese, the one Chinese restaurant in Tecumseh. And so I was on my phone and literally just said Chinese food in Tecumseh. And I called it and it sounded familiar. <laughs> and I started saying, I'd like, I'd like Racist. a C1, uh, a C4. Um, and they said, <laughs> okay, the total is. And I was like, great, I'll be there in like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I get there and they're like, we don't have an order for you. I was like, but I just, I just called in and you took all the order and gave me, she's like, I, I have nothing here that you says you called. Um, so I was like, well, can I place an order? So while I'm waiting for my order to now get made, I look at my phone and realized it called a Chinese restaurant in Tecumseh, Minnesota. Yeah. And they took the order exactly as I gave it to the, the Chinese restaurant in Tecumseh, Oklahoma. So sorry, Chinese restaurant in Tecumseh, Minnesota for never coming to get my food. Wow. So you might want to, you might want to double check uh, what, what's happening with your interactions uh, with businesses on social media. <laughs> It may be going somewhere unintended. <laughs> what else has happened? Well, Lord mm. Almighty, I just erased my calendar at home to prep, to prep it for May, and I ran out of room. I saw uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw an email today from Dead Center saying to go ahead and sign up for press press credentials. Yep. So I guess that's dead center is coming. That's, I mean, that's going to be your so is fast. The Gary Busey Gala. We heard from uh, Amy O'Neill. Was it Amy O'Neill? Annie O'Neill. I'm sorry. Yeah. From Annie, Phil's Camino. Annie reached out to us. Said she's looking forward to. She's coming back. To getting the press treatment again this year. Dead Center is one of her favorite festivals. Yeah. Um, her newest upcoming documentary was accepted. So congratulations to her on that. Skinner Myers. He's got a movie's going to be in there. Um. We didn't get accepted this year for our short film, Nothing Depends on This, that we made for a 48-hour film project. Yeah, but you can but finally see it. You can see Hell it now. Yeah. We put it up on Facebook. I I put it on my personal Facebook page because um, putting it on our um, on our page for Wafty Show wouldn't it, what doesn't allow me to tag everybody in it, everybody that participated. Uh, it does if you know how. Okay. I know well, how to do it. Is that where you have to do the at symbol? and uh-huh. okay. Like uh, Twitter and whatnot. Yeah. A little bit. But yeah, it's also on, uh, if you want to see the full, I think, I think that's actually available in full 4K if you go on the <laughs> Vimeo page for Mostly Harmless it, it, Did you uh, make it public on the Vimeo page? Oh, no, I didn't. You got to go make uh, it public. I'm going to do, do that right yeah. now. So I, I guess, guess from, uh, from Wafty Show, we can share the, the Vimeo 4K link. We could, we could say what the password was for it, though. I love the, the password that <laughs> you had true. set up for it on Vimeo. Oh. It was, it was Chicane. It was Chicane. Was it Chicane? Yeah, you uh-huh. set up Chicane. Oh, yeah. No, I was thinking of Mercury Retrograde. I did. Oh, that was Freddy. Freddy Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> but, of course, in the, in the movie, nothing depends on this. At the end, the um, Uber driver crashes on the infamous Chicane in front of a date with Iris on Western. And so I think even at one point in time we were singing... Was it? That was Stephen did that. It, uh, Stephen created a, an alternate ending. You might want to put that up too. Oh, is that what that? Oh, you did that an alternate ending. Alternate. Alternate post credit. Post credit scene. I forgot about that. Oh, where she comes out like Ferris Bueller. Aw. Oh. What? You spoiled it. It's not a spoiler because you still get to see her do it. It was pretty funny. 
So there's actually two versions of this on Vimeo. They're both up there. Um, I'll just make them both public right now. So there it's you go. super interesting. So if you watch one, there's one that's eight minutes and 40 seconds. That's the alternate ending. That was the, uh, actually that whole version is the safe for that's, work version. Yeah, that's the one where I think we, you um, you covered up some of the cuss words. We covered up a couple of cuss you words. You removed the 48 hour um, yeah, uh, trailer bumper. bumper. And then it had the alternate ending. Why did we do that? We needed a version. Uh, because, because we the, thought maybe we would show it to like Oklahoma City Chamber of Commerce or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, in fact, I just met a guy from there couple weeks ago uh, talking about tower stuff and I actually well, now we, we can do that now because uh, the reason why we had to, to delay it is that if you want to have a film um, in consideration for a festival it can't be publicly posted anywhere right. or being used for any other purposes um, and we came to the end of um, all the places we had submitted for festivals so now we can do with it whatever we want I've renamed the original one to the director's cut and put NSFW in it. So there you go. <laughs> if it just says nothing depends on this or Venus in Transit. Or Venus there, in yeah, Transit. Yeah, or Venus in Transit. Uh, so that's the, the safe version. That's uh, that's our... And that's Vimeo.com slash Mostly Harmless Media. Go check them out. We're going to make another one, 48 Hours, coming up again in July. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you the, see? Uh, this will be our third this crack article at it. Up. Um, I just saw this and meant to bring this up to you guys because i think it's great and we so you know our mentor and all that was shane smith i believe he said he competed in it for 10 years before he ever took first place so we got we got some years ahead of us to get some practice in so we're definitely racking up our fair share of uh rejection slips from (laughs) (laughs) entering festivals that's how you get better that was something i remember a college professor saying whenever i was in college was that you can't even consider yourself a true writer or even published until you've got your wall um, wallpapered with rejection slips. You got to pay your dues and pay them and pay, and them. pay them. I'm trying to find my all of a sudden my phone is being stupid. But I saw an article or an ad or something on Facebook today that was saying that, because, um, you know, NASA has redone their search engines and made everything easily accessible. And apparently... They are having some kind of a push or maybe a contest to yes. make a short film using NASA that. footage. Yeah. Oh, like wow. they're encouraging short filmmakers to That's use awesome. their video archives. I did see that. I would love to do that. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see some of that. Yeah. Cinespace short film competition returns. Dude, we, we what we can do is we can uh, we can kill two birds with one stone. Well, forty eight hour would allow us to use that footage because it's now public. Yeah, it's public domain. So I mean, and we is can that a, I'm trying to remember how that how the rules apply. To I that. think you just have to cr- put them in. You the just credits. have to credit them for it. Because yeah. either that or everything does have to be original footage. That's what I'll I was going to say. What are, what are the rules? I'll have to go check them again. But yeah, so if anybody here is interested competition in competition, is open to all filmmakers, both professional and aspiring. Submissions of all genres, including narrative, documentary, comedy, drama, animation, experimental, and others. Up to 10 minutes running time will be accepted. Must use at least 10% publicly available NASA imagery. Okay. Okay. $26,000 in prizes. Ooh. Cash awards going to the top three submissions. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
and awards going to the top three submissions, as well as two films that best demonstrate the themes, quote, benefits of space to humanity, end quote, and, quote, future space exploration, end quote. Awesome. What's the uh, deadline? Uh, period opens June 1st and closes July 31st. <laughs> so in the two month months. of July, we've got to make two short films. <laughs> Because I have to think uh, it's something like July 21st-ish, or isn't that it, for the for upcoming 48 hours? Sounds about right. I think it was July 31st last year. It was right at the end last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right at the end of the month. I think it's a if week you're in that, more information can be found at cinespace.org. Did you see the old uh, <coughs> Juno spacecraft that was heading out to Jupiter? Got got turned around it's backwards. No. So, you know, whenever we went to JPL, that was the one mission yep. they were talking about because the the Juno spacecraft was going to intercept Jupiter like around July 4th of that yeah. year. And I guess something has happened to where it's got it's gotten turned around. It's facing the wrong way, so it can't get the images that it needs to. And I guess it wasn't able to reposition itself and just made a decision on its own to go ahead and completely, I guess, go on a different orbit so it could reposition itself correctly. So now its timeline is is way off. Oh, wow. So um, that was kind of an interesting article to read today. I saw that Cassini's been diving. On uh, Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. Man, these spacecraft are out there doing all kinds of wild shit. One of them is making U-turns like it's got a bad navigator on that's it. Basically what, yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Juno's hanging a, you know, yeah. hanging a Louie like, <laughs> on <re-rouse>. Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, <so> recalculating. <laughs> yeah. Recalculating. Siri's up there going, damn it. <laughs> this is what happens when you use Apple Maps, NASA. Well, that was a deep cut. It was a deep cut. I actually abuse Apple Maps. They're fine. Her pictures are a little dated, but yeah, for the most part, the imagery is good. Well, I'd want to use the most update information I I have if I'm flying out to Jupiter. Yeah, we should uh, send a message to our buddy old Mister Epstein. Mm-hmm. See if he's got any of that hot off the presses yeah. footage for us Can we get use. footage that no one else has? Yeah. I guess, Can you download something for us right from Juno or Cassini? Yeah, send us some of that stuff right off the press. Because <laughs> all that stuff is, is public domain. Right, right from the beginning. Yeah. So. It maybe, just happens to maybe, get to us a little sooner. Maybe, yeah. I wonder if it's against the rules to have Mr. Epstein help us. I'm, it doesn't say. Considering he, I mean, considering he does that for a, a living. There's probably a clause in there somewhere like as most things like you know, you employees of NASA are not permitted to enter right. this contest. Or I do like that, though. NASA and NASA's a movie. And we're like, well, why don't we just go ahead and hit up our NASA contact? <laughs> That's right. We do. How many we people have, can we say, have I mean, a contact at he's NASA? He's like the media director at JPL. So, yeah. like, everything we're talking about, <laughs> he would be the guy that has that footage. Yeah. He, yes. he gets that imagery. That's why he makes 10 minutes. Yeah, those all videos the that you're watching of all that I mean, stuff. That's what he that's does for guy. a living is that contest. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. <laughs> we should write him a message about that. Right. And kind of speaking of that too, you know, Joshua path is uh, starting to put the final touches on what I think is going to be a new album coming out here pretty soon. So it's good. It's good seeing new stuff. It's always exciting. We need some new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing new ever. There's nothing ever. new ever. Never Just this new damn empty thing. Oh, except that for all of the new then. stuff that. Hey, shut up. <laughs> trust me, if you knew how much work we're doing. <laughs> oh, trust going me, on. I see. We're I see. aware. We're aware. Yeah, so. The, and I'll tell you this. There's some. We've got some good stuff coming up. Got some announcements coming up. 
soon. Can't tell you when. <laughs> announcements, announcements, announcements. Announcements for announcements. Announcements for announcements. <clears throat> yeah, that is how it seems to be done a lot of times these days. There's always like an announcement about the announcement. Oh, and our studio series starts this week. That's right. So oh, yeah. Friday, right here Robert on this Ellis. very stage, on this very couch, Travis Linville will interview oh, Robert yeah, and yeah. Robert Ellis. And then Robert Ellis will perform. If you haven't listened to his album, go freaking it is listen good. to it right now. It's so good. I like the way you introduced us to it. I don't know where we were going, but it was we last time I rode Walker. in the Spectra. Yeah. Um, what's that? We were driving down Walker. Yeah, yeah we in the Spectra. And you just turned it on and nobody was talking. And like three minutes passed and just kind of looked over at you and said, who, who is, is this? this? <laughs> <laughs> and that was my introduction to Robert Ellis. He is damn fine. Yeah, and if you haven't heard, Matthew Logan Vasquez, who's also in our series, just released his new album, and it's cool as hell. I didn't really know much about him beforehand, but Matthew Logan Vasquez, all right, it's cool. It's weird. It's another weird album. Like the song's gonna jump all over the place. It's good. But I just I noticed. Look over to my left, and I see the aftermath of a bubble recording mm-hmm. session. Yeah. I see two empty oh, bubble glasses with the cork from and, the uh, and an bubble. empty champagne bottle. <laughs> yep, that's how you know the bubble's been here. <laughs> that's their calling card. You know, they used to get people to sponsor their bottles of champagne, but I've noticed they've gone back to the $9 bottle of Cooks. Yeah. Somebody, Depends on the week. Yeah, <laughs> somebody help these ladies out. Get them a sponsorship. They need some fancy some fancy bubbles. Yes, they could use some fancy bubbles. They could use some fancy bubbles. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, but can we go... Uh, Rip the car handle off your uh, new. Yeah. No, it, it, needs, new it needs a missing door handle. Sake, no, let's. Uh, Everything works well for now. What are they going to do with a car that has all working door handles? <laughs> it's doomed. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> I just got it. Doomed. 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 <laughs> You're all doomed. Right. By the way, expect that film to be very, very early on in screenings at this facility. We will be showing. Nice. There's too many Absolutely. people I've met that haven't seen it. I'm like, how have you not seen this movie? It's oh my god, it's so spadoinkle. It's one of the best movies ever. Fudge I've Packard? never even I've never seen it in a theater. So I haven't either. No, I haven't either. Such a sweet film. Can 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 we pair it? Can we have a double feature with Team America? Oh my god, yeah. I think that we could probably pull that off. We should pull that off. And then maybe do a um, a live version of Team America with, did you, the, with did the live you, marionette dolls. Did you see that somebody did like a live stage performance version of Cannibal the Musical? They turned it into a live. It was a. Or is that what it was, it was initially? A stage play. I think it was. I believe it was a musical he wrote in. At CU. Yeah, yeah, when he went to CU in Boulder. And then it was turned into a short film. I love that the inspiration behind that is because the student cafeteria at CU in Boulder is called the Alfred C. Packer Grill. I didn't know. Yeah, that. so yeah. The, so the the grill there is named after the famous cannibal. Colorado cannibal, and <laughs> that's that's how they got the inspiration for that for that yeah, movie. Was just, I've had two bosses who knew those guys personally. Tra- I had one of them that Tra- was Matt. a roommate with them uh, at CU, and I used I used to have work at Wells Fargo, and my boss there worked in a video editing room. Um, at this video production company in Denver. Um, and he said that, you know, they had their whole bank of VHS tapes they would use for what other types of tapes too for editing. And he said that uh, those two worked in there late at night with him. And there was a contest to make this Christmas card 
in a video. And he goes, he goes, I was there when they had the idea for it. When South Park was yeah. born. That's cool. Those guys were wild to work with. He was there at the conception. Craziness. Well, all right. Now well, that you're all doomed. Yeah. doomed. Everyone's doomed. Everyone's You're doomed. doomed. <laughs> We've survived. Hopefully, maybe what's the end of the, the storms? A wild, wild yeah, weekend. I, I, I do feel like we're, we're now rounding, yeah, some kind of survival. Of course, we're just now entering May, which is actually right when all the shit happens. But also, um, Mercury's uh, about to start moving forwards again. So we're, oh, we're coming okay. out of a Mercury retrograde. So Absolutely. that's why things are starting to feel more. So now we'll just get the normal tornadoes back. Yes. Right. Well, Not these weird straight line tornadoes. Just the normal big ass F5s like we're used to. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably have to adjust that scale again because, you know, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is nothing goes higher than five. You can only have five. You can't have a right. six. Right. Well, so we went from F5 to EF5. So mm -hmm. now we're going to go to like the extra enhanced Fujita scale. I like that it's, it's enhanced. The VEF5, the very enhanced. Very enhanced. I like that. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> but they, the reason that they had to enhance it was because they realized that they needed to bring the wind speeds down because they noticed that, oh, well, you know what? Stuff that we thought got destroyed at like 200 miles per hour actually gets destroyed at like 175. We realized the wind is much more powerful than we first suspected. Yeah, because yeah, here's our example. Straight line winds will just rip right. a tree down. Not even out, like just break it. In yeah, but it's interesting. You can't see which way the wind was blowing. Every now that every every tree is blown down to the east. Yeah, but man, yeah, it's We're batting down your hatches. Everybody. Batting down your hatches. There's more storms are coming. <laughs> All right, see you next week. See you next week. Later. You've been listening to the Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's, Kurt's awesome. awesome. That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. I'll be free. Get the wine now